Uprooted community, I welcome you back to Uprooted Podcast. I am your host, Omo Toke. I also go by Toke, and I am bringing you all things faith and mental health through Uprooted. How is everyone doing out there? I should say welcome to October. I honestly can't believe it's already October. It feels like this year has gone by so fast. It feels like it was just April a couple of weeks ago. And this year has definitely been nothing short of eventful. So much has happened, so much good, so much bad, so much in between. But despite it all, here we all are together. We made it to this point and there's always something to be grateful for. Always something to smile about, laugh about, and feel joy for. People always say, well, even if it's just one thing. Well, I say, at least you have one thing, right? And we all do. We have one thing at the very least to be grateful for, even in the midst of whatever we're facing or going through. There's something I always do with one of my kid clients uh, who's nine years old. Uh, She experienced significant continuous trauma the first seven and a half years of her life. And because of this, at no fault of her own, just a trauma response that she has to work through, she often catastrophizes or has black and white thinking for a lot of situations. Uh, catastrophizing is when someone assumes the worst of a situation or that the worst will happen or even exaggerate the situation to fulfill the belief that is it is worse or terrible and black and white thinking or also called all or nothing thinking is seeing things in extreme either all good or all bad no in between so for my amazing kiddo either her day It's completely terrible and horrible or amazing with all sunshines and rainbows. Or either you love her and you're the best person in the world, or you hate her and you're the worst. And she goes back and forth with these feelings and ways of thinking. And what I do with her when she tells me that her day was completely terrible and just the worst, nothing good about it, because let's say, for example, she didn't get a turn on the trampoline. Like, this is a real example, guys. Uh, So what I do is I validate her feelings and how that must have felt for her that I ask her for a bright spot in her day. Even though it's all terrible and horrible, was there a bright spot in your day or just a spot in that terrible mess of a day that made you feel happy or smile? Now this challenges her thoughts big time. She has to think very, very hard about it. Then suddenly she's able to come up with one part of her day, then another, and so on. Then we have a discussion about how a moment of your day being terrible doesn't make the entire day terrible. Or a moment where someone's not ready to play with you or doesn't doesn't mean that you know they hate you or they would never want to play with you. Now I say all this to say, have you ever considered what your thinking patterns are? Do you usually default to negative thinking? Have you ever thought of where this comes from? How you develop this thinking pattern? Today, I wanted to explore together thinking patterns that we develop, where they come from, how to address them, especially when they become detrimental. Now, the mind is a powerful place. The way that you think shapes your life. I want you to imagine your mind as a garden and your thoughts or your thought patterns as seeds. 
when we think of a garden, we think of a place where you plant and grow plants, vegetables, fruits, and so on. Now, I can have a garden, but it doesn't mean that my garden is conducive to grow things that I desire. I could even have a garden and not be sure of how to plant and grow things. Now, this is definitely me in real life. I do not have a green thumb. Okay, so back to your mind being a garden. What is the condition of a garden? Are there weeds? Bad soil? Your thoughts are seeds that are being planted in that garden. So basically what I'm trying to say is that the beginning of having a positive and healthy thinking pattern is to have a positive mindset. This is because thoughts will come. We, we all get filled with thoughts. But the condition of your mindset would determine if the thoughts just come and goes or if it remains and festers and grows. So your thoughts as seeds means the state of your mind determines the, what seeds are planted in your garden. Now, I've often wondered to myself, well, where do thoughts even come from? How do we develop them and why do they carry so much power? My opinion is that thoughts are a combination of what has been said or believed about us, what we believe and say about ourselves, what we hear and believe about others, and also what we have witnessed that has either made us feel more confident and powerful or insecure, disempowered, and victimized. And all of this is rooted in our environment. An environment is not necessarily always the place you're in physically. Environment could also be your physical location, like I said before, or it could even be people around you, the culture around you, the values and beliefs around you. Now, this is all present tense, but our present is ultimately the combination of our past because we bring into the present what we carry from our past. That is how many of us exist. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm getting kind of deep. And I recognize that, you know, what I'm saying seems very matter of fact, but that's a, com that's a complexity, right, of simple things, things that are simple. Um, because our present is what we cultivated in our past. So this means that our tomorrow or our future selves is what we culti cultivate presently. And this is because, you know, and this is what makes our thoughts and our mindsets so powerful. It's ultim it ultimately determines the course of our lives, right? You are what you think, or should I say you are what you thought what you thought of in the past that has now come into fruition in your life. Your characteristics, habits, behaviors, patterns, all started with the thought. Okay, so these are the things that like run through my mind, everyone. So just like bear with me. This is just things that I think about. And I'm also not saying that what you've experienced in the past that were terrible and left you with scars are all your fault or that you were always in control they're not your fault and you cultivated your thinking because of those experiences that is not your fault but what I am saying however is that the hurt and the pain and the trauma you know while they're not your fault the healing is your responsibility it is your responsibility to fix up your garden to get rid of weeds and bad soil and allow seeds to be planted that your future self will thank you for 
Okay, so I've gone through a lot and I think it's important to also take practical steps. And I'm a firm believer that the first step in changing anything is to be aware of it. Because how can you change what you don't know? So let's go over some examples of negative or distorted thinking. And as we go over these, I challenge you to be honest with yourself about which applies to you. No one is perfect and we are all a work in progress. And at one point or another, we all have some of these thinking. And as we go through this, I don't want you to shame yourself, right? Um, and I don't want you to shame people that you know that might fall into this thinking pattern. It is, it's, this is just for us to be aware and to recognize and to put a name to patterns so that we can address them. Awareness brings empowerment, right? And empowerment provides us with freedom to change and grow. Okay, so the first one that I mentioned earlier is catastrophizing. And this is when someone automatically thinks the worst of a situation. They, it causes them to dread the situation because they're already thinking the worst of it even before they enter the situation. And small situations can often escalate into something bigger. So these are the people who you'll say like, oh, they went from zero to 100, right? Or they overreact to something that seems small to other people. And also go down a rabbit hole um, of negativity. So for example, maybe they didn't get chosen for a project at work or at school. And then the next thing is, uh, because I didn't get chosen, I'll be fired. Um, Or it's because I'm not good enough. And then from there, oh, I'll be fired, then I can't pay my bills, I have to find another job. Oh, maybe I'll end up homeless. And they just continue to go down that rabbit hole. Now, does this sound like you or someone you know? I want you to think about that. The next one is black and white thinking, or sometimes called all or nothing thinking is when someone usually thinks in extremes. So it's really polarized. So either things, people, or situations are all good or all bad. Either they really like something or completely hate it. Uh, Either a situation is the worst case scenario or the best to ever happen to them. Or in relationships, either their partner can meet all of their expectations and standards or they're absolutely not a good fit. Or people can be very close to them or no one knows them at all. Do you engage in this pattern of thinking? Or or I should also say, not just even pattern of thinking, but also pattern of behaviors too. Uh, okay, so the next one is overgeneralized thinking. This is when someone reaches a conclusion about a particular experience, situation, or person or places. Um, and then they place that conclusion across board in all situations so for example if there's a negative experience in one or even few relationships they conclude that all relationships would be that way or all people from that sex or gender is that way Uh, if they fail or come short of an assignment or a deadline they conclude that they're a failure in that area or they're not cut out for that business or that area of career Um, does this sound like you I know for me, I definitely sometimes fall into this thinking. Uh, Okay, so the next one is personalization. Personalization, I said that kind of fast. So it sounds just as it it is, right? Basically taking things too personal. So believing or assuming 
a situation is about you when it's not connected to you at all. And then because you take it personal, it leads you to blame yourself or be down on yourself about something that isn't your fault or that's even outside of your control. All right, so do you fall into this pattern of thinking? Because if you do, you're not alone because I also do sometimes. (laughs) Okay, so next we have mental filtering. So this is the tendency to focus on negatives and just completely ignore the positives. I feel like we all know someone like this in some way. And if you don't know anyone like this, there's a possibility that it's you. And that's all right. You know, you can begin to be aware of it and work on it. So think about it like this. This is a person who maybe you share something positive with them, right? You're doing something great. And then they go, oh, that's really nice. But what about, and then they go on to bring up something negative or a negative perspective of that situation or that thing that you've just done or just or trying to do, right? Or this is when someone says, well, I got a nine out of 10 on that evaluation or that quiz, but why couldn't I get a 10 out of 10? So to look at that one that they couldn't get versus the nine that they got, right? Or in friendships, relationships, marriages, maybe the other person does something that they thought was nice and positive only for the negative part of it to be highlighted. Now, does this sound like you? Okay, so next we have should statements. So should statements as a pattern of thinking. So this is exactly what it sounds like as well. So it's used to internalize a negative view of oneself. So for example, the person will say, well, I should be able to do so-and-so, or I should be better with this and that. I should have done this in that situation, right? The purpose of this thinking of should thinking and should statements is to make the person thinking it believe that they're less than, right? Or not doing what they ought to do, like they're not meeting the standard or they're below or not up to par is the word. Um, so it's not like it's not like saying, oh, I, I should have goals for myself. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when someone is kind of like down on themselves Um, thinking that they're not meeting some type of standard or criteria that they've created in their mind or that they've seen others do, right? Uh, Is this your pattern of thinking? Do you think like this? Uh, I think I'm also guilty of this one sometimes as well. Okay, so next we have blaming. This pattern of thinking blames others for emotional troubles. It just puts the blame on other people. Uh, And... It blames others for troubles and pain. It holds other people responsible. Um, Or it might also do the opposite and blame self. So either it's blaming other people or it's blaming um, themselves uh, for things that are outside of their control. So it's not like things that you can actually control, but things that are outside of their control. Uh, Do you sometimes fall into this thinking pattern of blaming yourself for things or blaming other people uh, for things that are outside of their control or outside of your control? I want you to reflect on that. Okay, the next pattern of thinking is always being right. So the part of the pattern of thinking of always being right. So this is a person who constantly argues. They argue and argue and argue and argue until they can be right. They want to prove that they're right all the time. They can never be wrong. And they go to the extent of putting other people on trial and they don't care about the feelings of others. Uh, until they can prove that they're right. And they will go to any length to show that they're right. They can't be wrong. 
And I really think that this is rooted in insecurity, which, you know, which just shows a lot about that person, right? Of always needing to be right uh, and what that rightness means to them. Do you have this pattern of thinking? Do you think like this? Do you always need to be right? Take a note of that. Okay, so I added this last one because I think it's important um, because it's almost like a silent killer. I feel like a lot of us have this pattern of thinking and that is being overly critical. So overly critical thinking, either of ourselves, of others, or both, right? Being critical of others is often rooted in how critical we are of ourselves and the insecurities we carry within us. So when you see people who are always quick to jump to conclusions, to put other people down, to be highly critical or high or have overly highly overly high expectations right of others just know that this is a reflection of how they treat themselves now can you relate to this or do you know someone like this okay so let's take a pause we i think we did about 10 or nine of these so with these nine like i said i want i want to challenge you to think about how this relates with you and which and where you fall in right Take a moment to reflect on your pattern of thinking. Or if you can remember the first time you thought that way, right? Or where you think you learned this from, because everything that we do is learned from somewhere. Uh, This will point you, right? When you're able to do that, this will point you in the direction of understanding yourself and your thoughts better so that you can begin to address detrimental patterns. Negative thought patterns impact our lives significantly. They impact how we view ourselves, our relationships with others, and a lot of times hinders us from progressing in life. So your thoughts can keep you captive, can keep you stagnant. Now God thinks highly of you. You may beat yourself down, fall into negative thinking patterns about yourself or others, but God says my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. That's in Isaiah 55, eight. So when you, be, when you begin to fall into that rabbit hole of negative thinking and a cycle begins, ask yourself, is this how God thinks of me? Would he say this about me or about that person or about that situation? Get into the habit of speaking positive over yourself, over others, over situations, even when you don't quote unquote feel like it, right? Life is beyond feelings. Feelings are not the end all of everything. They just indicate or point us into the direction of what we need to address. So either to change that thing or to do more of it. Uh, You can heal from your past uh, so that it doesn't become your future. You can change your way of thinking and cultivate a fruitful and sustainable garden of your mind that will produce seeds that will bring harvest. Yes, it is definitely hard. I am with you. It's definitely hard to go through that unlearning and relearning process. It's a journey. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. But God inside of you will empower you to be able to do it. The Holy Spirit that dwells in you will guide you in the process. The scripture says he is our helper. That means in all things. The Bible wasn't selective and the things that the Holy Spirit helps us with. So that basically means he can help you with anything and everything. Remember your mind is a garden and your thoughts are seeds. 
So if you need to revamp your garden, if you notice the environment is not suitable, ask God to help you and begin to plant seeds of positive and fruitful thoughts. That will be an investment for your today and your tomorrow. Your future self will thank you so much for all the work that you're putting in. All right, so if you've made it to this point of the episode, thank you so much for joining me and for tuning in. I'm so grateful for your company and your support, and I would like to hear from all of you. So please, please, please reach out with comments, questions, experiences, takeaways from the episode, or just introduce yourself so I can know who you are and to let me know that you're listening. You can reach out at uprooted, all lowercase, uprooted.fam, F-A-M, at gmail.com. And if you're on Instagram, you can join the community at underscore up.rooted underscore. And wherever you're listening, please like, follow, subscribe, and rate. It is very appreciated. Thank you all so much for your time today. And until we connect again, always remember to be well, do well, and live well.